Hey, what's up guys? My name is Sean Johnson. I'm the lead pastor at Red Rocks Church. And on behalf of our entire team, uh, I'd like to welcome you to today's service. If you're joining us for the first time, generally we film live services from our Littleton campus, a suburb of Denver, Colorado, if you're watching this from somewhere else. And this weekend, because of the coronavirus and because of large gatherings being shut down all around us, uh, sporting events, schools, conferences, and churches now, um, we decided that in, in order to err on the side of caution, uh, that we would not have services in our buildings this weekend. I don't know what's going to happen next week, but for this weekend, we're doing church together online. So I know some of you are watching this on a TV, some on a laptop, some on a phone, some of you are listening to it. I hope you're somewhere comfy with a blanket and a cup of coffee and you're just loving it. Um, or I hope you're in a gym, on a treadmill, burning some calories, getting it done. Either way, I want you to know we're so glad that you're joining us. I do realize that this is sort of a, a high anxiety season for a lot of people. For some, it's a lot of fear and worry and anxiety over the coronavirus situation and whether or not you or someone you love uh, has, been, has, has gotten it or been around someone who has it or you know all that kind of stuff. But then there's also the flip side of that, which is I know that there's a lot of people that are kind of like, man, this is just a huge overreaction. But even that comes with its own set of anxious thoughts, right? Because travel's been changed and schools are affected and a lot of jobs are affected. A lot of people's finances are being affected and uh, ability to get certain things. And I mean, you know, the struggle is real. Try getting toilet paper right now. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, so whether it has something to do with the coronavirus or whether it has just something to do with life, right? Because life is real and life comes with issues and storms and problems and trials. I wanna talk a little bit today about anxiety, about fear, about worry, and about how I believe that the Word of God shows us that when we attach our life to our Creator, that when we, as the Word says, build the house on the rock, that it doesn't matter what kind of storms come our way that we don't have to throw in the towel. We don't have to walk away on our dreams or on our calling or what we think God's got in store for us, that we can actually withstand the storms because of the connection that we have with our God. And church, let me just say this. Um, I know this is a, a weird season, but listen, Red Rocks Church family, we're built for this. I mean, what have we been talking about since the beginning of this year? Take home faith, right? We never knew it was gonna look like this, now we're taking it all the way home, right? We started out by talking about uh, this, this, this 167 uh, concept, right? And we made all this swag around it. And we said, hey, look, there's 168 hours in a week. We spend one of them in a church building together. And so then let's focus on having an authentic relationship with God, the 167 hours that we're not in that church building, right? Well, now I'm gonna have to make all new swag. Now it's going to be 168 because we don't have an hour in a church building this week, do we? We have 168 hours this week outside of a church building. And my hope and prayer for you as your pastor is that you would be in that 168 hours this week, be establishing such a real and authentic relationship between you and God that no matter what the storm is you're going through, you can, you can take it head on and you can not just survive it, but when it's over, You'll be standing there and you'll be able to say with confidence and, and with authenticity, you know what? I didn't just survive the storm. 
I'm stronger than I was before it started. And now I have a testimony. So not only am I still here, not only did the storm not take me out, I'm stronger than I was before it started and now I have a testimony and I'm gonna go change the world with that. That's what I want for every single one of you. And so thanks for joining me today. If you would, let's take a moment and let's pray before we get started. God, I thank you that you're with us. I thank you that the church is not about a building, that we are the church and because we are together, even though it's virtually today, because we are together and focusing on you, what we know is your presence is with us and you're about to speak. And so God, for that, we say thank you. I pray that every single person listening or watching this right now um, would be able to just put everything else in life aside for a minute and to honestly just hear from you. And God, we love you and we thank you. And it's our honor to be able to worship you today, to be able to get into your word today. We love you in Jesus' name, and everybody at every location today said, amen. That's right. I hope you're on a treadmill and you just amen and somebody went, what? And you can talk to them about it afterwards. We started off this year by looking at this scripture in Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to read it for you. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Here it is, the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, right? Like everything's going wrong, yet it did not fall, why? Because it had its foundation on the rock. And that's what we've been talking about since the beginning of this year. We're building a new foundation this year, right? Because storms are going to come, that's part of life. In fact, if this is your church family, you know my story and I've been pretty open with it. And if, if you're new, I'll just give you the cliff notes. But last summer started about a six month journey for me. and It was probably the toughest six months of my life. And um, I had a whole lot of anxiety and bad panic attacks and couldn't get it under control and, and had to actually stop working for a while and go get some counseling and, you know, super humbling. And, and when you're a pastor and then you're broken, like, for some reason, it just, I don't know, I felt even more embarrassed. And uh, so anyways, that was very real for me. And someone at one point, when I came back in January, they said, um, you know, what, what got you through it? And without even thinking, like I knew exactly what it was for me. And I said, it's prayer, it's the word, it's been worship, and it's been the right people. And, and it was like, as I was telling that person, it was like God already started dropping these ideas in my mind and in my heart about like, well, if that's what got me through the storm, and I didn't have a church building to go to, I was out of state, I didn't have Red Rocks Church. I, my game had to travel, right? I had to have prayer on my own. I had to have word, the word of God in my life at home. Worship had to be a part of my life because I couldn't be in a church service, uh, locking arms with other believers. I couldn't just do it on the weekend. It had to be a part of my life. And what I realized is if, if that's what got me through a storm, then, then probably that's what will get you through your storm. And that's why I've been so passionate about that since the beginning of the year. And so today, I want to continue this Take Home Faith series, which, by the way, how crazy is that? That we've been in the series called Take Home Faith, and now we, we are doing that in like the highest capacity, taking it all the way home. We're not even in a church building today. We're just taking home our faith. And so I want to hit those four things today, and I'm going to be short with it, but I want to be 
uber practical because I don't want this to be fancy church talk. I want this to be something that you can apply to your life today and actually start to see a difference. Amen? All right, let's go through them. Number one is prayer. Um, I would say this. Let's not make prayer something that I continue to read verses on and we talk about in a sermon today. Let's make prayer something that you do at home, wherever you're watching this from. If you're watching this with some people, here's my challenge today, that you actually have a prayer service before you leave the room, right? So when this is over, just go around the room and say, here's what I'm struggling with. Would you pray for me? Here's what I'm struggling with. Will you pray for me? Here's what I'm struggling with. Will you pray for me? If you're watching this by yourself, text somebody as soon as you're done. Uh, Call somebody as soon as you're done and say, this is what I'm struggling with. Will you pray for me? I'm telling you, there is power in prayer. Listen to what James, uh, excuse me, Jesus' half-brother James says about praying like this with someone else. Listen to this. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. There's something supernatural that happens in our lives when we decide to start hiding our dysfunction and hiding our issues and hiding our struggles, which look, I get it. We're all tempted to do. I'm so tempted to do that. But there's something powerful that happens when we go, you know what? I'm just going to pray. I'm going to talk to my creator about what I'm going through. I'm going to talk to somebody else. I'm going to pray for myself. I'm going to pray for you. Let's see what God does. I'm telling you, it changes the game. So today, before you leave, the experience doesn't end when the service ends. We're going to have a prayer service. That's my challenge. Do you have a prayer service before you leave? So we're going to get into prayer today, right? We're going to talk about the word. Listen, I don't want this to be a church service, even though it's online or on a TV screen, where you hear me say, yeah, we ought to get in the Word, and then we don't do anything with it. And so I want to make this, again, this take-home faith. I want you to be able to take it home. Get your phone out. There's a, get the Red Rocks Church app. We have the one-year Bible reading plan on there. And my challenge is to talk to somebody else in your life, your children, your spouse, a loved one, a friend, talk to somebody else in your life and say, hey, let's start going through this together. You don't have to set up something for life, right? But this week, this week, let's do these daily readings, take about 10 or 15 minutes, let's do them together, and then let's talk about what we're getting from it and, and watch what God will do. But, but make sure the word is coming home with you. I don't want it to just be in church with you, right? I want you to to experience it. And and I want you to remember what we talked about last week. Because listen, when you get into the Word, understand this. God wants to speak to you. You can do this. And you're stepping into holy ground. God wants to speak. You can do this. And you're stepping into some holy ground. And, and I don't have time to recap that whole sermon, but I do, want, I do want to say this. You can do this. You can get into God's Word, and He will actually begin to speak to you about your life when you do. Uh, last weekend, I took my son Ashton to uh, uh, quarterback camp. He, he loves football. Excuse me. And I took him to quarterback camp. And it's a, it's a pretty long practice. And so I left. I went and grabbed some Starbucks. And when I got back, I wanted him to know that I was there. I wanted him to know. He likes to know when he's on the field that dad is with him and watching. And it's interesting, right? Because that's the same things we want to know about our God, that he's with me and that he's watching. And so I wanted Ashton to know. But I was too lazy to get out of my truck. Don't judge me. 
So I pull up next to the field and there's like some bleachers that I'm trying to like look through to watch my son practice. And there's about 30 kids out on the field and a bunch of coaches and there's whistles being blown and there's people doing drills and there's laughing and kids are hitting each other and these two kids are messing around. Like it's, it's completely chaotic. I pull up, you can't even see me and behind some bleachers, like through the bleachers, I just go, hey, not one person turns around except my son. In the middle of all that chaos, my son's like doing his drill. And he's like, and he's like, hey, he goes, nobody else turned around. Why? Because my son has heard my voice so many times in private. He recognizes it in chaos. Listen, that's why I, I'm challenging you to make the word of God something that happens on a daily or a close to a daily basis for you. Because every time you get in it and you say, God, speak to me, and you start reading a few verses or, or, or a chapter every now and then, and you're going to know this, you're going to feel it when you get into the word of God. There's this little, this little still small voice that speaks to you. It kind of jumps out at you and you're like, man, that's for me. Pay attention to that. I need that today. And that's, that's, that's the voice of God. That's the Holy Spirit. That's how he speaks through his word. It's that still small voice. And the more and more I spend time in the word of God, listening to his still small voice in private, the more familiar I get with it so I can go out into the chaos of life and need direction and need guidance and need encouragement from my father. And I can actually hear it when he speaks. Why? Because I've spent so much time in privacy becoming familiar with his voice that I recognize it in chaos. And that's what I want for you because I'm telling you God wants to speak and you can do this. And when he does, go read the story of Moses in Exodus 3. It's like holy ground. You're, Moses was stepping into holy ground. Why? Because he's walking into the presence of God and God was about to speak. And I'm telling you every single time you go, I'm just going to get in my word today. Maybe I feel it. Maybe I don't. But I'm telling you, when you do, you open up your word and you say, okay, God, speak to me. You're stepping into some holy ground because you're walking into the presence of God and God is about to speak. So that's a recap from last week, but just don't forget he wants to speak. You can do this and it's holy ground. Make prayer real today. Make it a part of your life. Make the word real today. And this week, get somebody else to go through it with you. Make it a part of your life and worship. Don't let worship be something that you miss out on this week because we're not having church services in a building. Worship doesn't just take place. And I'm talking about musical worship right now. It doesn't just take place in a church building. Take that stuff home with you. Today, our leadership team here at the church got together and there's all kinds of chaos and crazy things going on and a lot of unanswered questions. And you know what we did? We got together, there were six of us. We got together in a room. We put a little Bluetooth speaker on the table. We put on some worship music and we just worshiped. Because there's just some freedom that takes place when I remind myself I'm not basing my life off of my feelings or my situation. I'm basing my life off the promises of the word of God and he promises me that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and I am more than a conqueror and no weapon formed against me shall prosper and I will experience freedom and he will never leave me and he will never forsake me and he will walk with me through the valley of the shadow of death and because of all these promises that I'm standing on I can put my hands up and worship no matter what my situation is and it's freeing there's freedom in worship don't miss out on worship this week because we're not in church Get you a Bluetooth speaker or turn your phone on or sing to yourself in the car. It doesn't matter how you sound. That's the beauty of worship in the car. But, but worship this week. There's freedom in worship. All right? So we got, the, we got prayer. We got the word. 
And take worship home with you this week. Make it a part of your daily life this week and watch the sort of things that God will do in your life as you worship. And the last one is people. I want to challenge you as we're, as we're, we're talking about take-home faith. See, it's easy to come to church and we sit in a bunch of rows and we even run into other Christian friends and maybe we tell somebody what we're going through, or right? But we don't have that church gathering. And, and, and in churches where we're kind of locking arms with other believers and and for some of us, the tragedy is, is that's the only place that happens. We visit a bunch of church people, right, and believers, and then we kind of live life differently. Well, we don't want that. That's what this whole year is about. We're taking that stuff home. Our game's going to travel. I want you to start locking arms with other believers every day of your life because there will be a storm that you're going to go through at some point, and you're going to need to lean on somebody else in your life. There's, there's times when you just can't fight for yourself and the beauty of locking arms with other believers outside of the church building, because that's where the storms happen, is that they will help you build that foundation. They will push you closer to your God and closer to your destiny and closer to your God-given calling. And that's the kind of people you want in your life. Last summer when I was going through that real rough spot, my wife, every single day, and I'm not exaggerating, every single day for weeks and weeks and weeks, every day I woke up, she texted me a scripture and she said, here's a promise I want you to stand on today. And she's, she's locking arms with me, single people. That's why I harp all the time on don't you dare date somebody who's not sold out for Jesus because it'll change the course of your life. You want somebody who's sold out for Jesus. I've been married 21 years and 21 years after I said I do, the fact that my wife is sold out for Jesus is still affecting the course of my life. I asked her this week, I said, babe, send me a Word document of all the verses you texted me last summer when I was in counseling. She sent me an 11-page document. I'm telling you, that's what you want. Start locking arms with somebody else in your life that won't say, oh, you're hurting, let's get a drink. Oh, you're hurting, let's get hammered. Oh, you're hurting, let's numb out. No, 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 you need somebody in your life that says, oh, you're hurting, I'll stand on the Word of God for you. I'll pray for you, I'll fight with you, I'll lock arms with you, you know what I'm saying? I wanna share a text message I got from BZ, the, the infamous BZ, Brian Zabel, one of my longest time friends in this world, also one of the founders of our church. And, and he would reach out to me nonstop when I was in counseling last summer. And one day he sent me this text, and I wanna read it to you. Almost every day when I am praying, a verse comes to mind. And I just believe this for you, that God will wash away the army of anxiety, panic, and impending pressures that seem to just always be on your heels as you get renewed and see all your full worth through God's eyes and get some clarity on all the crap you went through in life prior. All your friends are in this till the wheels come off. And here's the verse he shared. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. That's from Exodus 14. And I can't tell you how many times over that period that I referenced this. And I wrote about it in my journal and I would, I would put it on, on my phone and, and, and I would just look at it all the time and, and I would just be reminded like, I believe what Brian said and I, I'm gonna start believing that for my own life. 
that just like God literally washed away the enemy, that that's what he's going to do in my life when it comes to anxiety. And I would stand on this promise. And I love the way it ends. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. I just want some of you to know, because some of you right now, there's so much going on. Like, like I was just at the hospital this week with some, some dear friends and, and dealing with heavy stuff. And, and, but the truth is, almost every one of you right now, if you were honest, you'd go, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what someone I love and care about is dealing with. Like, it's just real. And I want you to know that there are times when it's okay to not know what to do. There are times when it's okay to not know how to fight and to just stand. I'm not going to run away from God. I'm not going to run away from my calling. But I am going to just be still for a minute. And I am just going to let God fight for me. Because I don't know how to fight for myself right now. But the good news is, is he promised on the days I don't know how to fight for myself, he said he'd fight for me. And, and I'm telling you, that became like a, like, a, like a war cry for me this last summer was, God, I don't know how to fight for myself this summer. I don't know how to fight for myself right now. So I'm going to be still today. I'm going to let you fight for me. And, and all of that stuff and all those moments that I had with God, it was sparked because I, I'm doing life with somebody who pushes me closer to God who fights for me. And it doesn't just happen in a church service. See, it's gotta happen in our lives. We gotta start locking arms with other believers outside of the church building. So you know what? I'm almost excited now that we don't get to do church in a building today because it feels like it's almost easier to start to apply these truths and the reality that man, my faith has to travel. It can't be dependent on a church building because this week the church buildings got taken away from us. I gotta have a faith that leaves the church building and goes into life with me. I wanna build a foundation on the rock. I wanna have something so real with my God and I want you to have something so real with your God that when the storms of life hit, they're not gonna take you out. You're gonna still be standing. You're gonna be stronger when they pass and you're gonna have a life-changing testimony to go change the world with when it's done. That's what I'm believing. Because church, I believe God meant when he said, when he said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper in Jesus' name. And I'm believing that for every single one of you watching and somebody else on another treadmill, say amen. All right, let me pray for you. God. I thank you so much that your presence is with us right now, that you're speaking to us right now. I pray for those who are hurting. I pray for those who are confused and scared and anxious and depressed. God, I pray for those who feel like they've never been doing better than they're doing today. I pray that you would speak to every single one of us, that every single one of us would sense your presence in a unique and a special way and that we would be excited and reminded that we have the opportunity to build our lives connected, attached to the rock, to you, God. And so I pray that you would just get us real fired up and excited about getting prayer uh, going in our life and in our family and, and bringing the word into our relationships and into our life on a daily basis and, and that worship we don't have to do that in a church, God. Remind us today that we can worship and there's some freedom to be found in that worship. And God, I pray that you would help every single one of us to lock arms with other believers. And, and I thank you ahead of time for the plans that you have for every single one of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Thank you so much for joining us today for service. I know again, it's a little bit different and I can't wait to have our buildings up and running again. And I can't wait for some of you to get to the chance to experience Red Rocks Church in person. Um, but I am so grateful that today we're doing church. Make no mistake about it. The church is not a building. We are the church. We got in the word today. I hope you continue that. I wanna also give you a chance to worship God through your finances today. Um, I know a lot of you wait until you show up at the church buildings to give your tithes and offerings, and so we're not doing that today. So today I would say, would you go to your app or go to redrockschurch.com and there's a give button on, on our home screen and you can give your tithes and offerings that way. And one of the easiest and coolest things to do, because the truth is we don't know, we might be in this situation for a few weeks, the, the easiest thing to do is just set up a reoccurring gift and then you don't even have to think about it and you can be tithing and it's sort of on autopilot. That's what me and my wife do. So anyways, it was an honor to get to get into the word with you today. Um, man, that song was amazing. I love that song. I'm glad we got to do that. Keep worshiping this week. Red Rocks Church family and everybody else joining in with us. I love you. I believe in you. I hope you have an awesome day.